Today's Locked On Jaguars podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the great protein bar that you can find at BuiltBar.com with 16 great flavors. Built Bar tastes so good, it ought to be on the candy aisle. Leadership is going to be really, really important this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. <clears throat> These crazy times, man, times where uh, it's almost like revolutionary type change uh, that I believe is good, uh, that will bring people together eventually. But right now it's a little bit uncomfortable, and we can all understand that. And it's even gotten uncomfortable in what we all thought was maybe the most desegregated place ever, and that is a locker room when it comes to the NFL or football in general. With all of these things going on around the league, you'd be naive to not believe that at some point it might even touch the Jaguars' locker room. So that's why I believe the Jaguars' players and coaches have to be really, really out front on all of this and be the leaders that this team needs in order for this team to stay together and be successful in the future. And what do I mean by leadership? Um, I don't necessarily mean leadership where the best player or the most popular player is appointed um, the leadership role. I believe it's going to be the guys in that locker room that absolutely command the leadership role, that have the wherewithal and that have the, the versatility and all of the, 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 the finesse that's going to be needed in order to navigate through these, these times where um, racial division has obviously uh, come to the forefront, social injustice has come to the forefront. And it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable for everyone. That's why I think it takes everyone. And sometimes leadership doesn't mean talking. Sometimes leadership means leading by listening, by uh, having people that may have a lot in common but then have a lot that they don't have in common that they don't understand. And then attempt to try to, what I call, instead of changing people's minds or changing someone's position, I think you need to learn how to stretch perspectives. And what I mean by that is, let's stretch it to the point where we can understand and respect each other and join, and join forces without necessarily thinking that you have to change someone's mind on something. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean you can't change someone's mind on bigotry, racism, division, hatred. Those things to me are non-negotiable because those things aren't black and white. They're not rich and poor. Those things are human qualities, right? So what it's going to take is it's going to take someone who is willing to not only understand how to stretch those perspectives between other people, but to have the understanding that they have to first listen, to have the understanding that in order to lead, you got to learn how to follow. In order to lead, you have to understand what you're leading people from and they have to trust where you're leading them to. The common goal to me has to be the same. And this is where Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell and Shaq Khan and everyone's going to have to take inventory and take the responsibility for this prior to them automatically assuming who the leaders of this football team is going to be. They have to find the guys. And these are a bunch of young players. But they have to find the guys that are willing that are willing to listen and willing to understand and willing to do everything that's in, the, that's in their, 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 their power if they have, you know, whatever, you know, knowledge that they have in these situations 
what they're going to have to do, man, is they're going to have to let, let, let their teammates know that they love each other more and beyond scoring touchdowns and getting first downs. Let's find out about each other. Let's understand a little bit more about each other. And I think that's the first thing and the first step. But the, but the, but the biggest thing is and, and the whole underlying tone of all of this, and you can hear it from the frustration of a lot of players who had to deal with stuff from other teams. The frustrating part about this whole thing is this. The things that have hurt me and my community, if I'm a player, I wouldn't want somebody to just gloss over that like, oh, well, get over it. And I wouldn't want people that weren't sensitive to understand that you just can't snap your finger sometimes. And it, need, it, it takes everybody. It takes everybody. And when we all realize, just like in football, all of us together are, are, are better, way better than all of us separate, I think everybody will be on, on course to try to get this thing right. Because, man, that's all everybody wants for the most part. And when I say everyone, of course, there are some people we, we have to face in our society. We, we know who they are. They, they, they don't want people to be together. There are people that profit off us being apart. So what we need to do is we need to show the togetherness and we need to show willingness to reach across uh, our understanding and start understanding other people as long as we understand that the intention is to bring people together and not continue to drive people apart. All right, I got a quick message from some people that mean a lot to Locked On to this network. And then we're going to get into it. I'm going to start naming some of the great qualities and some of the great leaders that we've had in sports from our past and see if we can try to, to draw a little bit of a parallel. Who's been some of the greatest leaders in Jacksonville? I'll get into all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. Folks, rocked. Auto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. What you need to do is go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car and truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, and you can find them at our friends at rockauto.com. Great leaders in Jaguars history. Who were they? I'm going to start with Tom Coughlin. And I know there's some people that go, are you crazy? No, I'm not. And I'm not necessarily talking about the Tom Coughlin that was here as senior vice president. I'm talking about head coach and general manager Tom Coughlin, who was the inaugural coach for this football team. You may not have agreed with all of his tactics. You may not have agreed with all of his ways. But I have had players come up to me and tell me, that even though they didn't see it at first, after a while, they started realizing that Tom Coughlin really cared about their interests, their best interests, as not only football players, but as people and as human beings. Some of those players were white, some of them are black. 
They said they did not understand at first, but they ended up understanding. And we got to remember, there were guys that had some serious issues, guys like Jimmy Smith that Tom Coughlin went to bat for. And, and I mean, you, if you want to speculate and say the way he did it because he was great and he scored touchdowns, fine. But then explain to me R.J. Sauer. Explain to me some other players that, that we all know, that some of us know anyway, that had some issues. That's why I question so bad the intent and the manner in which Tom Coughlin went after Jalen Ramsey. Because I personally didn't know Jalen Ramsey. There, there were people that did stuff here when Tom was here before that would make Jalen Ramsey look like a choir boy. And it's not up to me to sit on here and tell you those stories. But anybody that played for the team will tell you that I, that I ain't lying. And if I got to bring them on here, I'll bring them on here. And they'll tell you, Yo, you're telling the truth. There's some people that, that did some stuff that you guys don't even know about. That I know Tom Coughlin knew about it because he was the coach in the GM. But there were some people that did some things before that you couldn't imagine how bad it was compared to yelling at a coach on the sideline. So I think, you know, as Tom got older and his role changed and as the league changed, what we saw was we saw guys gravitate more away from wanting a father figure as a coach and gravitating more towards wanting to control the narrative and control their financial careers and wanting to control their image more. And that's where you saw a divide and a disconnect. Was Jack Del Rio a good leader? Some would say no, that Jack Del Rio wasn't a, a great leader. Because, you know, I, I know too many good guys, too many good players that, that couldn't stand Jack, to be honest with you. And uh, and the guys that I'm talking about are guys that you would really think are, are like really the leader. I'm talking about dudes that when you think about Jaguar football, they're at the top of the list. And to imagine that these dudes can't can't stand the dude is is real. Like maybe he's not a great leader. I'm not saying he's a bad human being. I'm just saying everybody is not a leader of men. I think Wayne Weaver was a leader and he led differently he didn't lead with an iron square jaw Wayne Weaver was a leader not only and he's still a leader in our, and a pillar in our community him and Mrs. Mrs. Weaver Mrs. Dolores Weaver still are pillars in our community great leaders absolute great leaders other players that I believe were great leaders Keenan McCardell now I'm gonna I'm not gonna mention some obvious names and it's not that I didn't think they were leaders, but it's just that when I look up and I hear stories from people, that's like the first thing that comes to their mind. Keenan McCardell, I heard Keenan McCardell was an outstanding leader, not only about football, but about guys' finances and trying to keep guys on a straight and narrow. Buscelli was a leader. Buscelli was a leader. He was, fight. He was a fighter. Not fist fighting. I mean, just he just played with a Nash streak, but he was a leader. Brunel obviously was your quarterback. There was obviously some leadership there. I do think guys like Jeff Lagerman were leaders. I think guys like Leon Cersei were great leaders. I think Brad Meester was a quiet, unassuming great leader. I think Mercedes Lewis was an outstanding role model and leader for this football team. Calais Campbell, although he was only here for three years, 
falls into that great leader category. And of course, Paul Puzlusny brought Telvin to tears. And then, you know, things unraveled with Telvin when Puzlusny left. So maybe Paul did have a lot to do with that. I think he was also a great leader. I think Kevin Hardy was a good leader. When you go back and look throughout history, you know who else is a really good leader? Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew. I think what hampered Fred was, I think Fred was misused by every coach he ever had, and then I think he was disrespected a little bit by Del Rio. Great leaders. What does Marone have to do in order to be considered a great leader? I know it's easy to say win. That's the obvious. I think he has to really take over this football team. I think he has to be, I think, and, and, and I really do believe he has the capability to do it, and I think he'll do it now that Tom Coughlin is out of his shadow. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name some great leaders that in my lifetime in sports. And I'm going to see if Doug Marone can, if we could take little quarterlies from all of these sports leaders and create one leader that Doug Marone has an opportunity to turn into. And I'll do that in just a second after this message from Built Bar. And if you want to know what Built Bar is, I'm going to tell you what Built Bar is. It is the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market. I'll tell you why they're tasty, man. They have 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate and nut flavors, eight chocolate with nut-free flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're very soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. They're a great way for health-conscious people to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-protein and high-fiber. All right, so you need to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. And what you'll do is you'll get a $10 off your first order. That's right, you get $10 off of your first order of Built Bars when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Very low calorie, very low sugar, very low net carbs, and a real nice punch of protein. Go to BuiltBars.com. You heard it here on Locked On. Okay, so who are some of the guys that I consider great leaders throughout, obviously, throughout the history of the NFL? Some of this stuff, some of this stuff is obvious, and some of it is going to be outdated. But um, leadership is pretty much universal. You know, you can go back to Vince Lombardi and, and of course, Newt Rockney, the great Eddie Robinson in college, and all throughout the years of Joe Paterno and, and, and Bear Bryant, and all these guys had these different qualities. The one th- quality that they did have was they were, you know, they were, they were winners and then they were leaders of men and they found a way to, to make people move. And I think the thing that they did best was because they were different, this is the quality that they had. They're able to extract the best out of you and make the best stand out and make the worst not stand out. Perfect example, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells had Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was a physical freak. Lawrence Taylor was also a physical freak who we found out was coked up all the time. 
Parcells extracted the best out of Lawrence Taylor and made Lawrence Taylor available all the time. And he got the best out of him. Now, does that mean he had to overlook some stuff? Maybe. I don't even think it's a maybe. I think it's a yes. About Jimmy Johnson. With that circus he had in Dallas. Oh, my God. But he had a lot of great players and a lot of personalities. He was able to extract. He used competition to extract it all. And he let them be who they are on the field. And I don't know what happened off the field, but he found a way to make sure that they performed. Bill Walsh, quiet, assume, unassuming demeanor. But I heard he was tough as nails. I heard he was tough as nails behind the scenes to Montana and everyone else. Okay? Joe Gibbs. Heard he never used a curse word. But he make you feel like he did when you disappointed him. Daryl Green told me that. Great leader. Not only a great leader in football, then he goes over to NASCAR and he's one of the greatest owners in NASCAR. So that means leadership, it, it doesn't stop at one thing. It's like you're a leader in every single area of your life. Phil Jackson. Wasn't just about X's and O's, man. It was about managing those people. Michael Jordan going crazy on folk. Scottie Pippen with his personality. Dennis Rodman. All of these other parts that he had to keep together, as we saw on the Last Dance documentary. Greatness. Greatness. In today's game, I think it's guys like Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, um, obviously Nick Saban. I do believe that Mike Tomlin is a great leader of men. Anybody who could have A.B. under – you saw what A.B. did when he left Pittsburgh in like one year. Mike had all of that stuff under control. And with other guys in the locker room, you know, that had personalities. Man, Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest leaders in the NFL. So what does Doug Marone have to do? I think Doug has to, has to find his own way. I used to be concerned when I saw Tom Coughlin basically micromanaging a little bit of Doug Marone, wanting to instill so much of his personality that what he did was circumvent the team from being able to follow Doug Marone. Doug has a strong personality. His personality is strong enough that he can lead this football team. I think it's imperative and it was important for them to get a lot of young players on this team right now. Because I think when you remove the shadow hanging over Doug Marone's head, Doug Marone now can be the leader that he should be for this football team and it won't be circumvented. It's not, you know, it, it, it's almost as if you got to tell your dad, dad, don't boss my kids around when you're in my house. I got it. They have to follow Doug. Once they follow Doug, then Doug can see who they're following in the locker room. It appears that that's going to be Gardner Minshew. It appears to a certain degree it can be Leonard Fournette if his future is long enough here in Jacksonville. But certain guy, certainly guys gravitate towards him. DJ Chark appears to be the type of dude because of the way he carries himself and his effort to be a leader on this football team. And so does a young cat like Jawan Taylor. On defense, Josh Allen. Because you can be a nice guy, lead by example, but still play like your hair's on fire. And that's the way Josh Allen plays the game. Joe Schobert. He's brought in here to do just that. He's the quarterback of the defense. He's the Mike. We're looking for somebody else, though, to step up. They tried to make it Miles Jack to me. That's just not his personality. 
Who's the other player that's going to step up and be a leader on this football team? If Yannick Ngakwe is here, he's that. If not, then you're looking to a young guy. Kalevon Chasen or Ronnie Harrison. But they're going to need people to step up on this football team and help Doug Marone lead. Ultimately, the leader of the entire thing is Shah Khan. Tony, Tony Khan, I like Tony. Tony doesn't need to go back and forth with players about contracts anymore. Doesn't look good. Shad needs a bigger presence, but he needs to make sure that everyone understands this is Doug Marone's football team. If he can do that and Doug can pick and choose the right players that will follow, Doug can take some of those attributes from those great coaches that I mentioned and even some of the real good coaches around the league. Andy Reid. Oh. Of course, Bill Belichick. I ain't forget. I just saved him. Sean Payton. He has a mess right now he has to deal with, but if anybody can fix it, he can. Leadership. These are trying times, man, and leadership is going to be important, not only from the players, but from the coaches as well. Doug went out to one of the peaceful rallies that was here the other day in Jacksonville. I think that's an excellent start to, to let these players know that you hear their voices. And you can go to a peaceful rally for players without alienating your relationships with law enforcement. And I want people to understand that those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can do that. Because at the end of the day, we're all on the same page. Everybody wants peace. Nobody wants to see their relatives killed. And I don't want people shooting at cops either. You see? So we're all on the same page. At some point, man, we're going to get back to cheering football and being peaceful with each other and shaking hands and high-fiving. And uh, right now we just got a lot of work to do, and we have to all look within ourselves to find the leader in us in order to get it done. That's going to conclude today's episode of Locked on Jaguars. I will tell you, man, remember to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code for Built Bar and start – getting on those 16 different flavors that they have that are 100% chocolate. Tell your friends, bring them along. Listen to us and follow along on Spotify or, better yet, subscribe on iTunes and Apple to Locked On Jaguars. And check out some of our programming around our Locked On network. The NBA's got some good news. Chad Ford, who's one of the preeminent NBA people in this nation, does a great podcast here on the Locked On network. Go check that out. Draft dudes, locked on fantasy football, locked on NFL, all of this stuff as we start to embrace and get back to football and get back to training camp. People are picking dynasty leagues all, all over the place. So there's a lot for you to do here on the Locked On uh, Network. And stay tuned uh, for another episode tomorrow of Locked On Jaguars. Until then, I'm Tony Wiggins.